This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning, November the 14th, 2022. Well, winter's definitely come back here in the Midwest. We're going to be in the uh, low 40s all this week. We had a little bit of snow over the weekend, just flurries in the sky, but uh, weather has definitely changed. But hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this uh, new week, Monday. Let's start off with uh, headline number five. Poll shows hiring managers engage in reverse discrimination. Resume Builder. Over the past several years, companies big and small have been making public their efforts to improve DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Initiatives. As detailed by Glassdoor, many companies have made the connection that DEI is not only good for society, but also good for business. However, in recent months, there has been a buzz around what some are terming reverse discrimination in hiring wherein companies are passing over members of racial and gender majorities in service of meeting DEI benchmarks. And with the Supreme Court again hearing arguments against affirmative action, these same issues continue to be debated across multiple realms. From the Washington Examiner, it's obviously discriminatory and violates federal laws, including Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. However, such a report won't receive widespread media scrutiny or the attention of politicians because, well, it is white males who are being discriminated against. Racism, discrimination, and prejudice are permitted and sometimes even actively encouraged when it involves white males. Okay, so this is being taken up in the Supreme Court when we consider that anti-discrimination should cut across all areas. It shouldn't be reverse discrimination. In other words, you don't open up the channels for people of a certain race or nationality, but you keep a level playing field for everybody. That's how it should be. And unfortunately, what we're seeing now is that this is happening in reverse and that it's putting people into positions that really don't qualify based on their, their abilities or their skills but it's based on the color of their skin, and that is a big problem. We see that right now in politics. We see how Joe Biden, if we're going to pick on somebody, uh, chose Kamala Harris, who is obviously not qualified as vice president. He was trying to check off a box which included a black African-American. Another example is Supreme Court Justice Brown, who was elected based on her color of skin as well. So the Supreme Court is looking at it, and I think that uh, it is correct and that there should not be any discrimination. It should be a level playing field for everybody when it comes to hiring practices. All right, headline number four. New poll indicates Governor DeSantis is favored over Trump. 
New York Post, a new national poll gives Florida Governor Ron DeSantis a seven-point edge over former President Donald Trump in a potential presidential primary battle, the first survey of the 2024 cycle to do so, and the first poll since February of 2016 to point to a weakening of Trump's GOP dominance. The YouGov poll found that 42% of Republicans and GOP-leaning independents preferred DeSantis over Trump as the party's 2024 standard bearer, while 35% of those surveyed remain in the 45th president's corner. All right, so now the, uh, the election of 2024 starts. This usually happens right after the midterm, and they don't wait very long. It's uh, already starting. And uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, that's the beauty of our republic is that we have the opportunity to choose our leaders and let the people choose is what I say. And if DeSantis is up, then that gives you an idea where the people are thinking about. Let the debates begin. That's how it should work. And uh, hopefully it's just a fair election and that nobody is cheating, that uh, we're seeing accurate results. That's all that really matters. That's what makes our country the greatest country on God's green earth. All right, headline number three. Nancy Pelosi supports Biden running for second presidential term. The insider, during an appearance on ABC's This Week with host George Stephanopoulos, the California Democrat was enthusiastic about a second Biden term. The party is coming off a midterm election cycle where the party defied historical norms by holding on to the Senate and potentially maintaining control of the House a prospect that most political observers thought was highly unlikely. RNC Research, do you think President Biden should run again? Nancy Pelosi, oh yes, I do. Biden has been a great president. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is how the Democrats, this is what they think. This is uh, Nancy Pelosi, that's her opinion. She has the right to, to voice her opinion. And the American people can choose if they want uh, Joe Biden to have a second term. So let's leave it up to them. Let's let them decide if they want to continue to have inflation and high cost of living, high energy costs. They continue to see crime going through the roof. Hey, go at it. Go ahead and vote. I mean, if that's what you want, if that's what you want to see, then uh, by all means, go for it. If you want to see the open borders continuing, all the things that the Biden administration has brought us, $31 trillion in debt that is unsustainable, go ahead. Let's vote. Let's vote Biden in again. I mean, that's how it works, and if Nancy Pelosi thinks she, he's a good choice, then um, let the chips fall where they may, and let all the responsibility of their actions fall on their shoulders. All right, headline number two, Biden administration pauses applications for student loan forgiveness. CBS, the Biden administration plan to provide up to $20,000 in loan relief for student borrowers is now halted after a federal judge in Texas blocked the program and declared it unlawful, raising questions and financial uncertainty for the roughly 40 million Americans who qualify for debt forgiveness. Already, 26 million people have applied to the program since the application went live in October, but after the ruling on Thursday, the Biden administration stopped taking applications for its student debt forgiveness program. From the Washington Examiner, in a separate legal battle over the debt relief plan, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit granted a stay against the program after six Republican-led states sued. The plan to cancel outstanding student debt will cost the country roughly $400 billion, 
according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, while another budget model pegged the cost at nearly $1 trillion. This is what you get with the liberal Democrats that like to uh, spend, 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 print money. This is how they got us in the problem that we're in right now. It'll just continue under these, uh, this type of an administration. It's unsustainable. Interest rates are rising. The debt's uh, piling up. At some point, there's going to be a breaking point. Uh, my understanding is that Congress is the one that has the power of the purse, and they should be able to make those decisions. It's not an executive order. The president, uh, seems to me, does not have the right to be able to make those kinds of decisions, and I guess they'll have to figure it out in the court system. Those decisions will have to be made that will either approve or disapprove what we see going on with the debt program. All right, headline number one. Democrats maintain control of the Senate. Fox News, Democrats will maintain power in the Senate thanks to Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto being declared the winner in Nevada on Saturday night in a race against Republican challenger Adam Laxalt. Democrats now hold 50 seats compared to the 49 seats held by Republicans with one seat yet to be decided in Georgia where a runoff election will be held between Republican Herschel Walker and Democratic Senator Raphael Warnick on December 6. Even if Walker were to win in Georgia, Democrats would still have control with Vice President Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote. Okay, so that's, uh, that's it. With that, we can at uh, best find that we, the Republicans will hold the uh, Congress. The Senate will remain in uh, Democratic hands. We'll have to see how that all shakes out. So going into the midterms, this is the reality. This is what we have to work with. That's how our system works. So as long as it's fair on the voting, it's, there's no shenanigans going on and stuffing ballots and things that we've been aware of, then uh, as we move forward, we have to accept the results because that's how our country is set up, that the people speak. But the question is, is uh, voter integrity. Let's make sure that the voting system is working as it should. And these states like Nevada and Arizona that slow roll the results just brings up more skepticism and more suspicion. They need to be able to count those votes quickly like they did in Florida and not drag it on because, again, that just brings more suspicion. And we can see that uh, this is an area that until that is cleaned up, then there will always be doubts in the American people's minds. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Monday morning. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. God bless you. Have a great start to your week, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandermark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 